This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are ready to take your English to the next level, go to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com and join today. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, we are going to speak with Mrs. Dolly. She is the mother of one of my closest friends and also a passionate English teacher. She loves students and I know that you are going to enjoy this interview. Let's jump right in. Good morning, Mrs. Dolly. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, you know, your daughter and I are such good friends, so it's really nice to be able to talk to you. It's my first time talking to you via video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so for this episode, as you know, um, I usually in interviews uh, teachers, uh, English teachers, and I want to give students the opportunity to hear kind of our experience. Um, but I want to kind of ask you to introduce yourself so students know who you are. Um, students, this is the mother of one of my closest friends, um, so I'm really excited to talk to her. But if you can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. Yes. Um, well, I, um, my name is Dali Mesa. Mm -hmm. and um, I live here in Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, I've been teaching for about 30 years mm. altogether mm -hmm. um, uh, up to English learners, uh, different kind, you know, like the first, um, at the beginning I taught English only, and then I started teaching ELL, uh -huh. which is English of other languages. Mm -hmm. um, it is it's beautiful, a beautiful thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love, love my students. Um, and they live in my heart all the time. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I think they'll be able to tell very easily how much you really enjoy your job. Do you um, have any hobbies that you'd like to tell us about? I do. I I don't know. Maybe I'm geeky, but I read about the adolescent um, brain. Is like what ticks me. I love uh, reading oh, about wow. the brain. Wow. <laughs> What's the most interesting book you've ever read about the brain? Uh, Brainstorm. Oh, and, nice. I uh, uh, can't remember right now who the um, who the um, author is, but it's called Brainstorm, and it's. Uh, basically putting it in in layman terms so that it's easy to understand how the brain works and how it functions and how a student of uh, adolescent student will you know think so it's yeah, wonderful nice. 
Wow, very nice. I'm actually not surprised because I know, again, Janelle loves reading. So I see where she gets it from. That's good. good. Okay, so you said that you've been a teacher for over 30 years. And I want to ask you, why did you choose English as a profession? Why did you choose to become an English teacher? Um, it kind of sort of fall on me uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning because um, I started uh, teaching right off college. Like I was about to graduate when they hired me uh, oh, wow. because there was an emergency and the principal was my friend. Uh-huh. So she called me and she says, I know you still have to do some things, but I need you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, well, I'll teach. No. And so I started teaching in a bilingual school. Uh-huh. Uh, it, uh, it was a, a Bella Vista Adventist SDA uh, school. It was wonderful. Um, and my group was a very diverse group. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it was so lovely that I got in love teaching English. And that's what I do now. <laughs> wow. So your was your major English as well, or was your major teaching English? Like English no, itself? My my major was in special ed. Wow. Yes. Wow. But as I tell you, she needed a teacher. Three uh teachers had um quitted. Uh-huh. The group was so intense. Uh-huh. And I was naive. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what you were getting yourself into, huh? No, no. She came in and she gave me all the teacher's book and she said, bye. And I left. <laughs> so I was like, what now? <laughs> and I went through a very rough spot, but mm-hmm. I'm a go-getter. And I said, yes. no, this yes. is going to happen. And we started getting, I started getting in touch with the students with their persona, you know, like, Mm. you know, touching them like in Mm -hmm. person. And um, we got together and the group got together and it became this special group. And you know what? There was a uh, stray dog called Manny. Uh Old Manny. Hey, Old Manny. Okay, Old Manny. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie. Maggie was her name. Oh, Maggie. Maggie. I thought it was Maggie. And you know what? She was the glue that put us all together. Wow. Because the group was so um, uh, crazy. Right. When we found this dog, I made it a pet, the the class pet. Wow. (laughs) She would sit at the door in the classroom and... When we went to Reese's, we would play football with her. Uh-huh. And she would play. I'm gonna tell you, she would <laughs> it was. She was like the glue for our group, and the group started coming together, and we had a wonderful year. It sounds like a movie. Like it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> first time teaching the students who had, weren't really knowing each other, but I got a dog, and the dog brought us together. <laughs> How old were the students? You said they had recess. So I'm like, okay, they're in elementary or middle school, right? Sixth graders. Sixth graders. Okay. You know, nowadays, sixth graders aren't the easiest uh, to teach, you know. And I love them. Here's a picture of my group. Let me see if you can see. Oh, wow. This is the first class? This was my first class. Oh, I see you at the top. Wow. Yeah. Have you so seen it? Was, it was wonderful. And then I got the next year I got to teach Janelli. Do you see her there? Let me see Janelli. Where's she at? Top. Is she at the top? No. Oh, I see her. Oh, and the glasses, right? 
Aww. Kindergarten. Wow. For that those listening, Janelle's her daughter. That's uh, my friend. So, wow. Janelle, <laughs> I saw your picture. <laughs> Man, have you uh, been able to stay in touch with any of them? Yes. I stayed in touch with Gamaliel. He was the toughest of them oh, really? all. He was going through a rough spot, um, divorce at home, mm. and he had all sorts of crazy. But it was um, he became the my go-to student. He was wow. amazing, wow. and he is fine. He works at the hospital now, and he is a really good guy. Wow. You know, it's funny, um, you know, I spent time as an English teacher in, in Korea as well, as you know, and you always have that student in class that yes. can kind of be labeled the quote unquote troublemaker, troublemaker. but once like you kind of reach them and get to know them, they can actually turn around and become your favorite student sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> Good. Okay, so you've had literally hundreds of students over your 30 years of teaching. So as a teacher, uh, if you had to pick three qualities of a good English student, not necessarily the best grades, but if you had to pick three qualities that you've recognized, like determination or hard work, what would you say? I would say, and this is what I've observed, is desire, desire to learn. Mm. Um, if they have that like burning uh, yeah. desire to learn, they will be excellent students. Mm. Uh, sometimes that light is a little bit, you know, dimmed yeah. and they don't even know is there. Yeah. And it just takes something to push, you know, that student to, to want to learn. Um, yeah. Desire and consistency mm. is they're constant and they do their homework and they work uh, know, with knowledge, you know, they say, okay, I know that I have to do this to mm -hmm. be able to learn. They will learn quickly. And uh -huh. it's amazing how they learn. Perfect. I had, I had this student, um, mm -hmm. she was uh, from uh, Egypt mm -hmm. and um, she was, she was amazing. Uh, she had a lot of problems. And so, mm -hmm. She never connected to anyone, mm. really. Mm. But I knew there was a light there. I could see it. Yeah. I was like, just, you know, you have to get this light. So what I did, I started doing um, crafts. Uh -huh. And one of the crafts that we were doing is was um, knitting. Yeah. And she got engaged so much with that that she connected with me. Wow. And I started talking. She had a very strong... Um, uh, accent mm -hmm. but whenever you asked her um, are you where are you from she would say Maryland mm -hmm. and uh, that was like okay <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I know you're not from yeah. <laughs> and so I when as we were knitting I started asking her questions about her family uh -huh. and uh, what language do you speak and she constantly would say English English and I was like oh. if I can just get you and yeah. finally I got it and she goes like I'm a headache and I'm like oh really oh and she goes like yes can you teach me one word and she oh. taught me one word and then I taught her one word in English and yeah I'm going back and forth uh-huh and um like at the end of the year by graduation she was speaking so well 
It wow. was amazing. It was her accent had, um, de, you know, diffused. Dimin yeah. Yeah. And now you could hear the English coming through. Yeah. So, but the beautiful thing that happened was that she started speaking to her mom wow. in her language. And wow. so her mom came to me at the end of the, at the end of the graduation. And she said, I brought you a meal. Mm. We don't share meals this way, but your family now, because my daughter speaks to me because she had her speak to me. And I was amazing. I'm a crier, so I cried. Don't worry, I'm, I'm emotional too. <laughs> Don't give me a good movie, there'll be a tear coming yeah. down show, so I understand. So that to me was amazing. And I said, I, I have to teach English for the kids because wow. it's what's gonna go with them the rest of their lives here in America, you know, or wherever they go. Exactly. So that's why. <laughs> well, that's thank you so much funny. for this story. I, I think, you know, one thing that I really enjoy about these types of interviews um, is the fact students don't realize how teaching them English actually affects us. Oh, like, wow. You know, it's, it's not just us teaching them a language. It's, like you said, the connection you have with your student. And you actually mm -hmm. literally affected her life and changed her mother's life, too. And that's yeah. what kept you going. So students, as you're listening, please realize we love what we do because of you guys. So. You have to love teaching mm. English. If mm. you don't, then you're going to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Okay, so you said desire to learn, consistency. Did you have another one you wanted to tell us? Uh, yes, but this is not a quality. This is just read. They uh, have yeah. to read. Yeah. If they don't read, they will never get the, the amount of language that they need. Exactly. That's a very good point. Reading is so integral to them speaking English properly. Yes. Good. Very good. Okay. Now, this one may be a bit hard. Well, you actually mentioned one of your students earlier, but the question is, did you ever have a favorite student? And I know you told us about the student you currently are still in contact with. He works at the hospital and he was kind of your difficult one. Yeah. But um, did you have any other favorite students and you want to tell us about him or her? Well, um, uh, I think I had a, <laughs> I had a <laughs> was a, an English speaker. Oh, really? But, uh -huh. um, she was from, I think, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, but... Um, she would have the worst grammar ever and i really? couldn't understand yes and i couldn't understand i was like what is it going what's going on with her so um she was it was a divorce again and the father moved to puerto rico and mm. there was so much emotional issue going on in her life mm. that she could not put it together yeah so yeah. and she would go home and not do her homework or not read or not do this not do that because mm. she was so distressed distressed yeah so um it, a pickle came between us uh -oh. two. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> her name was susan and susan. Uh -huh. susan, um uh started she would ask me because she would not have connection with anyone outside of the classroom uh -huh. And she would sit by herself, like like an island. Really? And so finally I said, um, you can bring your lunch and eat here with me. And she said, oh, can I? And I said, yes. Oh. And she brought her lunch, she took it, unpacked it, and she, so, uh, she had pickles. And I said, oh, I love pickles. Oh. That's my favorite thing to eat. And from there on, she started uh, bringing pickles to me every lunch. Really? <laughs> 
every lunch. And that pickle was the thing that connected with her. And we started um, having like little sessions yeah. um, at lunch where I would teach her something and help her with her homework or whatever. Mm. And she became this amazing student that helped every student in the classroom. Really? If she was a native speaker, it was easy for her. Wow. Just yeah. from you inviting her to have lunch and asking Just, her about yeah. her pickle. One, one pickle every day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, I don't want to ask you, did you ever get tired of pickles? But <laughs> you know, I, I never got tired of pickles. Really? <laughs> every day, one pickle. <laughs> every day, one pickle. <laughs> An apple a day, this was a pickle a day. Bro, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now you have those great moments as a teacher where you get to know your students and you connect with them, but every day is not easy. You know, as English teachers, we know every day is not easy. So if you had to kind of think of the hardest thing about teaching English, what is the most difficult thing about teaching English for you? Um, when I teach to ESOL students, the most difficult thing is... Um, having them learn those vowel sounds mm. because it's so different from what they have uh, learned, you know, their native language. Yeah. So it's so different that they just can't, mm. you know, get it and twirl it. And so I have a wonderful experience one day. Um, uh. I was trying to explain uh -huh. um, how to say the TH. Uh-huh. And that's one of the most difficult yep. things for them. And so they're mainly Salvadorians uh, in my classroom. I have a couple of Indians. Uh -huh. uh, but it was like, I, okay, you have to, to press the tongue over uh -huh. here and blow air to say it. Uh-huh. It couldn't come up through. And so they say pupusa. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Uh -huh. And I was like, say pupusa. And uh -huh. they, but I said it like I say, pupusa, and they said, pupusa. And they said, exactly, that's the sound. <laughs> yes. That's the sound. <laughs> and so coming up with ideas, how to teach mm. them the different variants of vowels and blended sounds and yep. stuff like that, and yep. making it fun, just making it fun. Yes. Um, that's the most difficult part of how do I make this fun? Um, yes. and whenever I make it fun, they do learn it. Yeah. Sometimes we do like a song, a rhythm, or, right. um, I say, okay, let's dance this thing out and we <laughs> dance it out. And you know what? They learn it like this in exactly. a second. Exactly. Yeah. You know, as you were telling your story about Pupusa, I was uh, thinking about in Korea when I was teaching. So Koreans have a very hard time with the W sound. Like, you know, how we say water, they can't yes. get that W sound. So it took me months trying to figure out. And I said, you know what? How do you kiss? <laughs> I literally asked. <laughs> I had adult students. So it was okay. And of course, they were shocked when I asked them. I said, come on, guys. All of you. Some of you are married. Some of you are in your 20s. I know you've kissed somebody before. So of course, they laughed. And like, they all did their mouth perfectly. I said, that's the sound. That's now, whenever you want to do it, act like you're kissing. So I have students taking tests. And they make the song sound wrong. And I say, is that how you kiss? And then they would laugh. <laughs> they would make the sound. So yes, you have to get very creative as a teacher to help your students. So. Yes.
but I'll take that one, the W with me. <laughs> it really works. And like, you know, like, okay, put your lips out. And okay, yeah. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you enjoy the most about teaching English? We talked about the hardest thing, but what do you enjoy the most? The most is making that connection with students. Yeah. That's yeah. that's it, it's so in my heart. But you know what? That twinkle in their eye when they the spark when they know and they learn something and they go like, oh, Yeah, I got it. Oh my gosh, to me is like I, that keeps me going. That yeah. keeps me going. Mm -hmm. That's true. I feel like every teacher has kind of a similar answer. Like, yeah, we love seeing students actually understand. Yeah. Okay? Now I already know the answer to this question, but you speak another language. And if so, please tell us. <laughs> Yes, I do speak Spanish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's my native language. Uh-huh. And um, I do uh, have some French, but please don't okay. ask me. Is it Look, you, my next question is going to be, okay, let us see your skills in some French. <laughs> Look, the thing <laughs> <laughs> I use it. That's my rescue language. So oh, really? For my um, African students or from mm. Belgium that come and they really have no connection. Like, yeah, I mean, they, they're completely isolated because nobody speaks their language. So I throw in those little bit of friends yes. and I'm going to tell you, they, it, it sparks. Yes, yes. <laughs> so a little bit out there. Yeah, just a tinsy win. <laughs> now, have you ever had help them respond to you? Full sentences in French, you just kind of look at them like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> if they speak too fast, I yeah. will stop them. I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> right. just a little bit too much. Too much. <laughs> oh, and, but but it's, it's wonderful. It's like my rescue for them. It's like, I'm here. Mm. I can hear you. I might not know everything in your language, but yeah. I can help you. And it's been a very um, interesting how I have to help them when they have, they feel sick mm. and uh, they want to say it and they can. And I just hold my Leila Ted and right. they go like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I take them to the nurse and, and I kind of sort of interpret for them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's again, being human. Exactly. You know? Remembering, you're right. Perfect point. Remembering they are human, even though they don't speak this language, it doesn't mean they're not human. Yeah. Good, good. Okay, mm -hmm. so do you have any good English resources? And whenever I have an interview, I let teachers know it doesn't have to be like a grammar book or a book about English vocabulary. Actually, so my students that listen to this podcast are intermediate and advanced. So they can have conversations and they kind of want to know about things that you and I like. Like you mentioned earlier about the book that you like, Brainstorm. So either a books or a TV show or a movie or something that you think would benefit them to actually watch or read? You know what I tell my students all the time? Mm. If you really want to learn English, mm -hmm. you have to put it in English, go to Netflix and watch yes. a movie with the subtitles under so that you can see how it's spelled mm. and you can connect with yes. that word. And so I, always tell them you have to watch more TV in English yeah. or you have to listen to music in English. Yes. Um, but I also have a couple of uh, like for uh, students, 
that I use a lot is, um, this is elementary, it, reading A to C. It's wonderful. Uh, it's a website and it's wonderful, but I do, I have used IXL. IXL.com? Dot com. Wonderful. IXL.com. Okay. Hold on. One. What was the first one you said again? I want to make sure I type that out. Reading. W.reading. Uh-huh. A to C. Let me see. W.reading. A, A to Z. And it's A and the letter T, O, and then Z, right? Z, like A the zebra. <laughs> right. We're both like, um, zebra or something like that. <laughs> <I got> you. <laughs> Perfect. And you said these sites are really good helping for helping students to actually improve yeah. their reading, right? I Excel has like um, problems. Uh-huh. Uh, like, for example, if you have somebody that is having problems with passive words, mm -hmm. passive sentences. So all you have to do is go and find the grade level that you want uh -huh. and uh, you find the, the exercise on passive um, sentences nice. and you put it in and it gives you exercise and you kind of oh. click on submit and it will say if it's, if it's correct or not. And then if it's not correct, it will give you a whole bunch of information Nice. to make you understand what, what it is. Wow, that's an excellent resource. Yeah, and it works in, in everything. Like right now, um, since I am teaching ESOL, uh -huh. I have to teach um, geometry uh -huh. my group. And I'm doing math. I'm uh -huh. doing the um, trigonometry right now. Uh -huh. And they are enjoying that side. Oh, they, really? Yeah, so it's a really good resource. Okay, IXL.com and readingAtoZ.com. Woo, amazing. Good. Very good. All right, mm -hmm. I have one final question. Um, if you had any other advice that you would like to give to students learning English, what advice would you give? Anything for the students that you'd like to say? Okay, so for me is um, you would, you can do it. Mm. You can do it. Mm. Um, it might seem like it's not getting anywhere, but uh, you have been in the belly of your mom since that, since that time you've been learning language. So right. your brain always, always tries to go the easiest way. Right. Your brains are very lazy. Right. So you, if you practice enough, if you read enough, if you hear it enough, mm. um, you end up learning so much faster mm. than just trying to go, you know, culture. Mm. <laughs> yeah right so those three things uh, you have to practice mm. you have to hear it mm. and you have to read it mm. otherwise you will it will be more difficult for you to understand the language and you do have it in you to learn it amazing amazing i thoroughly enjoyed this interview <laughs> to me too <laughs> thank you so much for joining us I am glad to have been of help. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to watch the full video recording of my conversation with Mrs. Dolly, join the Speak English with Tiffany Academy, go to the podcast interviews resource and click episode 56. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.